Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning. I am Heather Caro. I'm one of your hosts for Real Presence Live today. We are broadcasting from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore here in hot, sunny Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining me and thank you for letting me into your homes and cars and workplaces this morning. I hope it's uh, fantastic two hours. We've got a great setup for you coming today. But before I get too far, let's start with one of my favorite morning offerings. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart. In union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all of our associates, and in particular for the intentions of our Holy Father for this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, joining me later today will be Joe Rutten. He is going to be one of my co-hosts for later on in the show. But right now, I've got Mike Farrell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Heather. How Thanks are you? for joining me. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we were just chatting a little bit about the state of Sioux Falls. I'm sure everybody in their and their mother is talking about uh, the riots and the and the walks and. Right. All that yeah. kind of stuff. And we were just talking and commenting on what a fantastic job the Sioux Falls Police Department did here in Sioux Falls in controlling um, the folks when they got upset. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, it really, yeah. uh, you know, I think I think they did a fantastic job. Absolutely. They, uh, you know, they showed patience and, and restraint. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and at least from what I saw from the news coverage that was you know, live streaming. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a fairly small group of people that were, you know, that were yeah. instigating things. And, and, uh, uh, I thought they just did a fantastic job. They, did. they protected property and people like they, you know, like they're supposed to do yeah. without letting it turn into an ugly, you know, right. ugly affair. Right. Uh, you know, and I spent, I spent 33 years in the twin cities, so I've seen what goes on over there. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, um, our mayor and and our police chief just showed great leadership. Yeah, you know, we've we've got a great process. city, absolutely yeah. a beautiful city down here in Sioux Falls, and I just think it shows the character of the people here in yep, Sioux Falls. I agree. I agree. Just very, we're all just you know kind of patting ourselves on the back yep, today, folks. Yep. <laughs> and, it was, and it was cool. And it was cool the next morning to see the kids show up. I know. And help clean up the My, glass in the parking lots and all that kind of stuff. I have stuff. a seventeen-year-old, and she was like, "I was like, you should have been out there." Well, what time were they there? And I was like, eight. She's like, oh, that's so early. I'm like, stop. <laughs> you know, high school kids, you know. <laughs> well, Mike, we have you on this morning because uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on in your life. You, you and I briefly talked about a lot of things that you're working on. You're working on a book. I am. I am. What's yep, this yep. book going to be about before we dive into the other information? Well, the book is called The Sweet Spot, where business strategy, positive psychology, and faith principles converge. 
and what it really what really started it was the the my reflections and my research back to the financial crisis in 2008 mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a an appropriate time for you know for the book yes, to come out. I hadn't, I hadn't planned goodness. that when I started working on it. Is this your second ago. book? This would be my third. Your you know, third so, book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it really is kind of the lessons learned back from that crisis. And and you know at that time I had uh, about seventy five clients all over the country that I was working with businesses, banks, uh, investment mm-hmm. houses, and and. Uh, you know, it was really looking back at what they did to survive and thrive during that crisis and yeah. what the ones that uh, didn't make it did, you know. Right. And it really, I, f- I found that those three areas, those folks that had those three areas in balance uh, were really the ones that, that survived it and thrived through it. Wow. And uh, so that's kind of what the book is about. Interesting. And it certainly ties into what we're going through right Absolutely. now. You know, so. Absolutely. So when do you think you'll be done? Well, I, you have the, a deadline goal, for yourself. Goal, I have a deadline for myself. <laughs> the goal is to have it available on Amazon by the 1st of July. So wow. it's pretty much done. It's There's some design things that have to happen because it'll come out both as an ebook and a paperback. And so so you've okay. got to have two different designs yep. for that, and so I've got the designer working on that right now, and and uh, uh, I'll give a, give Joe a plug, even though he's not here yet. I'll, <laughs> I'll give him. Joe wrote the foreword for the book, so uh, he got that finished up a little bit ago, and and so uh, uh, it's pretty much it's getting ready to roll here. Fantastic. So, uh, so it's called the sweet spot. The sweet spot. Yep. The sweet yep. spot. Yep. Well, that is very cool. So. Yep. The other reason that we, before we get too far, tell people that maybe you've been on with us many times here yeah, on the radio, yep. um, but for those that aren't familiar with who Mike Farrell is, just a brief update on who you are. Okay. Well, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, a financial advisor, or an author, and a teacher, basically. So, <laughs> and a grandpa. And, and a grandpa, yeah. You know, that kind of covers, covers the whole gamut, you know. But uh, uh, I work with Catholic United Financial uh, and uh, manage the Sioux Falls. Brookings, Watertown area, uh, up to Aberdeen. And then uh, I work with Joe, and we'll talk more about that here shortly, Mm -hmm. at Mount Marty uh, at the Benedictine Leadership Institute. Uh, Obviously, I just told you about the book, and and I also uh, do executive coaching, and, uh, you know, that uh, keeps me plenty busy. I guess so. (laughs) Sounds like you're just as busy as Joe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really interested in today... um, Diving into um, what we have you in here for today, because the teaser that we've been reading is the meeting that changed his life. (laughs) That's been the teaser. So if you could kind of talk about, you know, why why do we have that teaser for you today? Right, right. Well... We'll go back to it's in fact almost exactly two years. It was two years ago in in uh, July, uh, and uh, I was in the process of uh, just starting the book, mm-hmm. and uh, I was living in Watertown at the time, and I had sat down with Father Mike Wensing up there. He's wonderful. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and was telling him about the ideas of the book. Mm-hmm. But the other reason for that meeting with him was to find out who I needed to talk to about the permanent diaconate. Uh, because I was interested in mm-hmm. possibly pursuing that. And so he gave me that information, and then I started telling him about the book. And, and he said, well, there's a guy down in Sioux Falls you got to go meet, this Joe Rutten guy, <laughs> you know. And so uh, I said, well, great. You know, so I ended up scheduling a trip down here. Uh, I met with uh, um, 
the deacon, I can't even think of it, uh, Deacon Roger, oh, uh, yep. and met with him in the morning and then had this meeting with Joe in the afternoon. So met with, with Deacon Roger, and they had just started a class, so they weren't ready to, to start anything else for at least uh, two or three years. And so that I kind of looked at that and thought, well, that's kind of on the back burner, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and so, you know, I was kind of bummed out after that meeting thinking, well, nothing to pursue there at least, at least at this point sure. in time. And, uh, uh, so then I meet with Joe at one o'clock and we have a cup of coffee and, and we're not 10 minutes into this meeting and it's very obvious that Joe and I have a lot of things that we're working on together that we're working on separately that we could be working on together. The conversation I think went on for two and a half hours and, uh, we really, uh, uh you know, really got going on what was going on with, with him down at Mount Marty and some of the things that he was working with at yeah. the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity yes. uh, and uh, all of those things and how the things that I was working on with the book tied into, you know, tied into that. And, uh, you know, I, I tell everybody, I, you know, when I walked out of that meeting with Joe, it was like the good Lord sort of hit me over the head with a two-by-four and said, <laughs> there's your ministry, there's where you need to go to really, you know, uh, bring your talents to light and and uh uh work with joe and and you know get some you know get some things going so uh that was the you know that was the conversation and you know he and i have been sort of attached at the hip ever since (laughs) (laughs) so tell us a little bit you are doing some work with joe down at mount marty yep and you do also do some work, I'm sure, with the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. Well, I, you know, I, I kind of I go to their events and that kind of thing. Okay. I'm not really actively in, engaged with, okay. you know, their executive team so or what, any of that kind of so stuff. What so what are you working on with him at Mount Marty? Well, at Mount Marty, what we started, initially when Joe and I started uh, working together, uh, they were looking at kind of revamping the business school piece of, of Mount Marty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we had conversations along those lines. We had conversations with uh, President Long and, and, you know, kind of what their visions were. Um, and, you know, at that time they were looking at, you know, how were they going to fund that? What were they going to do? And, and it became fairly clear that that was going to be a long-term process. And so uh, I proposed uh, to them that maybe we come in the, you know, Come in the back door and uh, uh, really start establishing uh, the Benedictine leadership and and Mount Marty as uh, you know not only for the business curriculum and the students, but also let's create a program for business people and and uh, nonprofits and leaders of those organizations. And so uh, that's uh, what we went to work on. Uh, yeah. Dr. Long was incredibly supportive of of the idea that we brought forth, and and since then we've been uh, you know rocking and rolling on that. So. That's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. Well, I want to dive in more to it, but we're going to take a quick two minute break, and we're going to continue our conversation with Mike Farrell. We're going to have Joel Rutten join us for the conversation and what's going on at Mount Marty. Um, We're going to take a two-minute break. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. 
The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College. Experience the momentum. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Joe Rutten. Joe Rutten's in the house. <laughs> How's everybody doing? We're also joined by Mike Farrell, who also co-hosts with me frequently. <laughs> so. this, this is like a, a, a yeah. Everybody's a host here, right? Mike, yeah, right. we're all, Mike, we're all right. professionals yeah. here. Yeah. Well, right. well, let's not uh, get yeah. Yeah. You, Heather, yes. Yeah, yeah, that term light, lightly. Yeah. Whenever they need to fill airtime, exactly. they call me up. Yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. Uh, good. Well, Mike? I uh, was just kind of listening like like uh, everybody else out there, and, you know, I, I caught two things. One, uh, the conversation about the current reality, right? Just real quick. And it's like, yeah. man, kind of crazy times, right? And I just want to want to reach out and just say, man, our, our black and African-American brothers and sisters and all those out there that are hurting for injustice, all that stuff, man, this is what the Mount Marty and the Benedict and Leadership Institute are about, right? Justice and equality and, mm. and truth and goodness and beauty and transcendence and human dignity. And, and human yep. dignity. Like this is fundamentally what our program is built on. Beautiful. Uh, and, and then at the same time, there's that other side that says, well, wait a minute, number one, are, are, we're all one in Christ. And so it's like, who can fix this for us? God, this is really, man, this is yeah. like, a, wait a minute. I think that's what Jesus came for. And so yeah. just to lean into Christ in the middle of all us, but a shout out to Sioux Falls, that peaceful protest, which some hooligans and rafkins kind of, you know, ended up on the back end, but we ended up pretty good. But man, 12 to 1700 people mm-hmm. with a great little uh, peaceful walk. Right. For, yep. for, so just a shout out to that. And then on the other side, like, let's not underestimate Mike. Uh, Mike is not like, oh yeah, look at me, but did you, did you hear the number of things that he's done in his professional career? And we have the opportunity. Well, if you just ask him what he's doing today. Right. 
It's a laundry list. He's the that's only <laughs> person I found that's doing more than I am in a given moment. Um, but what a blessing for him to have that divine encounter with the Holy Spirit, as he had mentioned, where it's like instead of being a deacon, the Lord said, you know, maybe you take mm-hmm. your professional experience over a career and bring that into uh, an institution like Mount Marty and, and work with Joe and the Benedictine Leadership Institute and see if we can't serve the good. Mm-hmm. of our community uh, through some of, some of his experience. And so, you know, as we look at the half hour here with Mike, uh, you know, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that integrated uh, life and that certificate program, Mike, that you've inspired and, and helped build and, and really have given uh, Mount Marty a footprint because this thing isn't just like for business people, right? It's right. like for healthcare people. It's like for police officers. Literally, we can take and orient the Certificate of Integrated Leadership, which is really fundamentally like how do we become the, the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. and live well personally and professionally. We can orient that toward like the ag community right. or toward right. municipalities. How do we help cities better develop? internally their cultures and their people wow. so that they do their professional jobs. This sounds like a really tall order. You know what? So how are you going about it? And for a person that's five seven like myself, that's <laughs> difficult. <laughs> but I brought Mike on board and he's got six 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 two. Uh, six two. <laughs> so Mike can do it. I can't. I'm riding his coat tail. Joe actually stands on my shoulders. That's how we get there. <laughs> that's how you, there you go. So tell us a little bit, Mike, the certificate, right? Well, you know, the, uh, we the whole idea, I think, behind the, the, the program, Joe, and jump in any time, because obviously you and I have done this together, but, uh, you know, I think the whole idea of the program was really to uh, give a place, you know, there's lots of leadership training out there. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I've been through dozens of programs. I've taught them, you know. Uh, there's lots of training out there, but that fundamental, foundational piece of leadership that talks about human dignity and the common good and the vocation of work and those kinds of things. And, you know, it's interesting if we look at statistics that are out there, and Gallup, of course, measures this every year, uh, of employee engagement. You know, almost 70% of the people that work today are either disengaged or actively disengaged in their jobs. Hmm. So obviously, with that kind of number, something's not working very well. Uh, and, And I think that you have to attribute a lot of that to to how those organizations are being led and so if you look at the research and if you really look at what people are looking for when when they come to work a lot of it is being treated with dignity mm-hmm. uh, having a purpose having really a, an understanding of what it is we're trying to do here and what makes sense to you know uh, for this for this organization whether it's a business or a nonprofit or a civic uh, endeavor whatever the case may be uh, having that foundation that says there's something more here than just getting a paycheck right. yes. uh, and that I think is the is the real emphasis on, on how we kind of started down the road on this thing. Okay. When you jump into leadership, um, I walked through an airport one time, and I think it was O'Hare, Chicago, and looked at the bookstore, and like half of the bookstore was leadership books. And I'm like, oh, man. And uh-huh. I had just started at Mount Marty, and I'm like, where do I even begin? 
right? right? No yeah. And then yeah. I, what I realized as I looked at it all, I thought, oh, well, I've already been trained in this. Um, I'm a theologian by training and a philosopher. I'm not re- mm-hmm. a leadership person per se, right? I didn't come from that sphere of the secular world or, or prof- uh, professional training. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. I have something to contribute here. We have something to contribute here. This is the, the philosophy of the human person. This is philosophy yes. 101 in my right. undergraduate That's degree. Right. Yep. And yep. part of the problem we have is this uh, compartmentalization of work where we separate the work from the worker. Yeah. Yep. And, and we separate the output from the input. And we, we look at this as a mechanism instead of a, 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 a person. And how can we take and put the person <clears throat> at the center of business and the center of community again? And so literally, we have a, 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 a design. It's, it's human person, individual, personal. It's communal. It's the community, us together, mm-hmm. and it's organizational. How do we bring those three together, kind of like Mike's sweet spot? Right? How do we bring those three together so that we can help individuals and industries understand who they are, understand their purpose, why they exist, and then uh, facilitate and exercise those things as human persons, right? Mm-hmm. In a way that is just, in a way that has dignity, in a way that has solidarity, that they come together, in a way that has purpose, right? This stuff is ancient wisdom. It's not yeah. new. Yeah. And all we've done is we've said, wait a minute here. Let's package this new. St. Augustine has a great quote, ever ancient, ever mm-hmm. new. Yeah. And we've just taken the ancient leadership principles, these ancient timeless wisdom, and we've packaged them new. You've reminded us. Reminded. Yeah. And you've so it's, us it's wonderful. And, and, and you know, the other, the other piece of that is, is, you know, at Mount Marty, being at Mount Marty in a Benedictine institution, we have that foundation right there, <laughs> yeah. the rule the of St. Benedict, which is a great tool. When we start looking at leadership development, uh, I mean, that's the book 1,500 years ago. That's the book right. that, that so you know. Mike's talking about the rule of St. Benedict. If you are listening out there in your car, at work, at home, and you do not know what the rule of St. Benedict is or you do not possess a copy, it should be next to your Bible in my book. Here's an example of how human it is. St. Benedict wrote it to organize monastic communities 1,500 years ago. How do we help my brothers and sisters live together in community? Because we can't stand each other. Right? And one other thing is he wrote this. I mean, we talk about the crisis that we're going through today with the pandemic and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. He wrote this at the time of the collapse of Rome. Right. You want to talk about a crisis. Interesting. This I is, didn't this know is, that this, piece. This, right. this, this is, is the crisis. ultimate crisis document. Yeah. <laughs> right? Here, I just opened it up, Heather. Okay. Chapter 43, tardiness at work. I, this what? is what it said. Tardiness at, at the work of God or at table. Which means when we're... And, and he's not talking the work of God like prayer. He, he, our work is the work of God. What you do in the garden, he would say is the work, right? So yeah. when we're tardy at work, all right, now we have the divine office and prayer, and there's a work, but but work of God also is the work of our, our personal, our, our, our professional life, if you will, right? So he does talk about this idea of the work of God, vigil and prayer and all of that, but this document transitions it and says there's also that work includes more than just 
our prayer. Does he have but anything at, in there about Google calendars? Or right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he does not say anything here about how I to. <laughs> <laughs> but then at table, right? So, so at table, tardiness. So he does, Mike, address uh, what you're getting at there. Um, but that's just an example from the rule, tardiness. How do we deal with tardiness? Right. Well, um, <clears throat> what we want to establish here with this certificate of integrated leadership for for executives and middle level executives and for corporations and industries of all demographics is that there is a way in which the human person was created to live mm-hmm. and to live well and to flourish. And we are not cogs in a machine. We are not robots. We are human persons. We are human beings that work. And we need to understand who we are in order to understand how we ought to work. And when we do that, our work produces a bounty of fruit. It overflows. It grows these magnificent, abundant trees that give shade to human experience, to human community, where we can rest, where we can be at peace, where we can learn to forgive and reconcile. All of these types of things are necessary in business Mm -hmm. as well. And we're just integrating the, the experience from a person's personal life, applying those principles to their professional life as well. And I'm telling you, Heather, we had a first cohort, and the reviews were outstanding from this thing. We had uh, uh, not only two police officers, a city health and wellness nurse director assessment person, and, f- and five entrepreneurs, business leaders, together in the same room for this three-day cohort and they all walked away saying, holy smokes, yeah. this is not what I expected. And everybody needs this. Yeah. More people need this. So if you're out there listening, go ahead, contact us. You can find, here I am doing the sales pitch, right? But, but I, everybody does need this. This really is. And it, you know, and it's cool, too, because we do it in a retreat setting at Broomfield. Okay. Uh, it's, it's done so it gets them away from their daily work lives. Yeah. It gives them the opportunity to uh, absorb uh, the information that we give them, but then also reflect uh, on what it is that how this impacts them and, and how they can integrate it into their lives today. And so they get that opportunity. There, not only is it the the formal, you know, uh, presentations and those kinds of things that we do, but they get a chance to sit around the fire in the evening and talk about yeah. it and 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 talk about what it is that they got that night. And I mean, it was really a, a cool experience to to see that happen. So do you have one scheduled or how does that work? Yeah, we've got one scheduled September 28th through the 30th. Okay. Uh, if you go to the uh, Benedictine Leadership Institute page on the Mount Marty website, okay. uh, there's a button down on the right-hand side that says Certificate of Integrated Leadership. Uh, you can read all about the program. You can read the bios of all of us that are involved in it. And then uh, toward the bottom, there's a registration uh, form. And you can fill out that registration form. And So if you have, say, I'm thinking of the layperson, that's my job. What if you're questioning on if you should go, if you're really a leader? I mean, I would think in some degree, everybody is a leader of some sort. Right. right. People, uh, right. We, we would define leadership as um, your sphere of influence. Yep. Right? And that everybody's a leader. Some people just don't. Some people do it well and some people don't, right? <laughs> right? But that as the human person is a thing that can be trained. 
We're beings that can be trained. And all we're doing is offer human training. Socrates, 2,500 years ago, said this. He used it, a horse as an example. He said, we need more horse trainers. We need more people that understand what it means to be a human person, and we need people that can train them to become what it is that they are created to be. And that's what the certificate program does, specifically focusing on its relationship to professional life. Hmm, very interesting. Yeah, yep. And then the other piece that we do after the program is there's a follow-through piece that mm -hmm. there's one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, with folks for three months after the fact to help them kind of integrate and implement uh, some of the ideas that they come up with throughout the program. Wonderful. Well, we're running out of time with Mike Farrell this morning. Thank you, Mike, for joining us. My and pleasure. Tell us again where people can find out information on this certificate program. Uh, they can go to the Mount Marty website. Uh, it's mountmarty.edu. And uh, uh, if they click under, there's a, a several tabs up on top. If they click under academic, uh, you'll drop down and you'll see the Benedictine Leadership right. Institute. Click on the Benedictine Leadership Institute, and there's a blue box that says Certificate of uh, Integrated Leadership. Just you click on that, it and it'll take yep. you right to that, that page, and Wonderful. all the information is there. So Wonderful. Sounds like a fantastic program, and hope it's a success. All right, we're doing a selfie. <laughs> Joe's always got to get Joe. a selfie. <laughs> well, thank you again, Mike, for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right, stay with us. We're going to have a quick break, and up next we're going to explore the beauty of music of our faith right here on Real Presence Radio. We're going to be talking with Brandon Connell from Mount Marty College, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.